Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. My guest today is Karen Ryan. Karen is an entrepreneur, business owner, yoga meditation coach, professional network marketer, and master of mindset. Karen, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Right off the bat, you're a very proud mom of four beautiful children. Yes. Before we get into all that good stuff, and you are a yoga meditation coach, a master of mindset, so many different things, so many hats you're wearing. Let's start off when you were a little girl, what motivated you? Who inspired you to be who you are today? Okay. I'm going to start from the top. Let's do it. My insp- yeah, let's do it. My inspiration was my mother. My mother was, she was born during the depression. So a lot older than me, she had me when she was 42. So my mother was very resourceful and she believed in working hard and never taking any excuses and always persevering. She always said, sky's the limit, reach for the stars. So my mother was my inspiration throughout my childhood. I have one brother. He has some special needs and I'm his caretaker now. You know, my mom always said no matter what, there's no excuses and always have hope and always have your faith. So my faith is in, is in God. And as a young girl, through all the trials and tribulations throughout my childhood, I always had hope and faith and watching my mom really succeeded everything she did back in the day. She was an entrepreneur. Mm. She did a lot of things out of the home back in the seventies that today people like would look at it and say, wow, you worked from home. She literally worked from home. She was um, typing for a company on her typewriter late into the evening, put food on the table for us. So I really, my mom is my biggest inspiration. And you know, it's interesting that you say that because you don't hear about people working from home back in the seventies. You don't. So how on earth did your mom accomplish that? So my aunt, her only sister worked for a company. Gosh, it was a mailing company. And what they used to do is they used to type 
and the old-fashioned typewriter labels and then place the labels on envelopes. So Mm. it was a labeling company. Like they must have, they just, you had, they didn't have printers. So you had to type it out and they had all these women typing in the office. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was five. So my aunt knew that my mom needed to make money and would it be okay if she were to work from home? Mm. So they used to have a man come to the house, pick up the boxes of all the labels that she had, envelopes that she typed out and they picked it up. I mean, it's incredible because that was during the 70s and the 80s. Right. So my mom worked at home and raised my brother and I. So it was- Watching your mom through that, she had breast cancer. She obviously had turmoil in her life, but she still had joy to help you and your brother. And you saw her working to provide for you guys. What lessons do you believe you acquired from that? Wow. To persevere, Mm. perseverance, you know, anything is possible and, and, and how you, and how you think your mindset, Mm -hmm. no matter what my mom was going through, she always persevered and she set through on her goals. She used to write things down. I mean, to this day, I still have lists. I paper to write my list every day, check them off. You know, she always said that whatever's in the mind, if you write it down, you're going to be able to um, accomplish it, whether you do today or tomorrow is something to check off. So watching my mom go through everything that she went through now as an adult, I look back at it and there were a lot of struggles, but a lot of triumphs through that Mm. perseverance, never giving up, no excuses and hold true to your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And if not at the time you set, maybe there's a reason why but always follow through really strong work ethic. And, and she was German. So she was German. My dad was Italian. So it was a very com, like combustible household. I grew up in. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. My kids, grandparents were one was German. The other one was Italian. Yeah. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But that work ethic, that that's something that we're missing a lot in today's society. I, I have yeah. to say my oldest daughter owns her own um, public relations firm. Mm. And I just spoke with her last night. She travels. Um, she has a lot of high-end clients. And she's taking on interns to teach them in public relations and in marketing. And she said to me, Mom, they quit on me. Like, mm. they say this is too much. I'm too stressed out. She's like, where is the work ethic? And I said, well, that's what separates you from everyone else. You're that 5%. You're not that 95 percenter. So what you're going to put into it, don't expect somebody else to do unless they come through as the person who you are. So, you know, there's no you're right. It's it's kind of dissipated. Things are a little bit too uh, handed out, entitled. And mm-hmm. one of the things that most anybody, for the most part, will not put the effort into a business, unlike the business owner, because they have something to lose. An employee can go get another job. So that's the difference. And that's why some people, they come in, it's a nine to five type of job and they're done. It's only that person who has the correct mindset saying, I'm here, I'm working nine to five or whatever time it is, but I'm either going to come in early and I'm going to stay late and I'm going to focus on making this a process where I'm not only going to give to the company, but I'm going to get something out of it, right? That's the difference. Exactly, exactly. I tell her, well, it, it turns out I'll, I'll, my daughters are entrepreneurs. And it's interesting because not only did I see that in my, my mother, as, as I've always had some type of, you know, I'm, I'm a professional network marketer amongst everything else. I always had something going on from home. 
Yeah. You know, you put your sweat and tears and your heart into everything. If you put all that into what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you're going to see the results and the results will come eventually, but you know that you really worked for it. But when something is given to you, it's different. And you're right. Those nine to five jobs I've worked in corporate, I've worked for other people and I've given my heart, my sweat, my tears to other people. And you never receive back what you're putting into it. And when it's your own, there's so much more to be said about that. And it's not about the amount of money, you know, that you're making or not making. It's just that accomplishment, almost like that, you know, writing out your list and getting those goals accomplished. There's something to be said for that. Right. And I think in the the world of today, the business world, I think we have to look at different types of people who may be working for us. Some are not necessarily in it for the money. They can be in it for the flexibility, for the ability to be able to come and go, for maybe having Fridays off. So as a business person, you have to realize We have these things we have to accomplish. How can we do them? And who do we need in there? And maybe having part-time people. Maybe somebody is not ready to do full-time. So maybe it's it's a different world where it's not a nine-to-five anymore. It's not. The internet has changed everything. Everything. Everything is at our fingertips including being lazy. Being lazy is at our fingertips because you can start working and all of a sudden you go to uh, social media and the work went away and you're doing 45 minutes of social media and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So the internet has definitely helped us benefit, but it also has hurt us in a way. Talk to me about when did you decide that you wanted to start helping other people? Because you have four amazing kids, and we talked about one so far. You said have daughters. Do you have any sons? Yes, I have one son, 19 years old, and um, he graduated. Wait a minute. I thought you were like 24, 25. What's going on here? <laughs> he likes to say I'm 29, so we'll stick at me being there you go. 29 with four children by a miracle. We'll just leave it at that. Nice. I, I do believe it started from a young age. You know, my mom, my mom and dad were married and they, you know, they had a little turmoil during their marriage, but they never got divorced. Mm. Uh, so my mom was a single mom for a long time. My father helped us, but I had to take care of my brother. So the caretaker role came on at a very young age. And for me throughout school, I would recognize children that had, you know, kind of special needs and I gravitated toward them. So within my own nature, when I grew up, I wanted to either be a doctor, a psychiatrist, a nurse, a counselor, something to help people that was always in my heart. And I always ended up volunteering, you know, at the hospitals, a candy striper. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And I was a Girl Scout and just all kinds of things. So I knew I wanted to help people, but I always had the forefront of being healthy, Mm. of taking care of ourselves. You know, for us back in the day, going to McDonald's was a twice a year treat. We were going to Wisconsin on a road trip with the family. We can get McDonald's. And maybe it was like, I don't know, our birthday or something. We we always ate at home. My mother always made healthy choices for us. So I knew that throughout my life, I was going to go down some kind of road of health and wellness, not sure really how it was going to be. And when my first daughter was born, I really went completely natural with her, um, you know, breastfed all my kids, but I made them all homemade baby food. I never bought a jar of baby food. Yeah. So that, that caretaker role came in at a very young age. And through all my experiences, it's led me to where I am today. And I'm completely surrounded by professionals who all went to medical school, who all have their PhDs and 
other, you know, doctrines and everything. And I'm blessed to be in a circle of people that's able to help each other research and help others to feel better. So what is it exactly that you are helping people with nowadays? Okay. Getting back to the basics. So when you go to the doctor and the doc, you tell the doctor your ailments and what's aching you or bothering you, they'll figure it out. They'll write you a prescription nine times out of 10 and tell you to eat healthy and exercise and get rest. Mm. So that's very vague, right. you know, and very vague, giving very vague because it's, it's difficult for people to actually go to the grocery store, order your groceries. How do you prepare your meals? What do you eat? Everybody's intolerance for food is different. And then you go to the exercise. Where do you start? Do you join a gym? Do you get a personal trainer? Do you have the motivation? And then it's getting your sleep. How are you sleeping at night? You're restless. You're stressed. What I do, um, I have a wellness clinic right outside the city in Chicago with one of my very dear friends. She closed her internal medicine practice. We opened a functional medicine practice. So we get to the root cause of what's bothering you in your gut from gut health. Mm. We take it from there. My entity in the company is to motivate people to get moving every day, nice. whatever that specifically means for you, right. to keep that strong mindset. Mm-hmm. The mindset that I've had since I was a child of having hope, perseverance, reaching for the stars for your best health. Very nice. How do you get someone to come to you guys? Is it recommended by a doctor or is it that they're just, they went home after hearing, go get diet, go work out and see ya, and then they search you out or they actually being recommended to you? Both. Okay, both. Okay, nice. This is mind blowing. So for everybody listening, just take a second here and think about this. But when you ask somebody how they're doing, they will tell you what's going on in their life. They're stressed. They have some type of ailment, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart problems, diabetes. They have joint pain. They're not sleeping. They have digestive issues. The list goes on and on and on. So everybody needs what we have and everybody can benefit from learning how to keep track of what they're eating and what they're doing and what's happening in the body and be guided and coached. And if we can't do it for somebody, we clearly have so many people within, I like to think of us like a tree, like we have a tree with so many branches, we can send them to someone who can help them. So that's basically what it is. People are recommended to us, but um, because of my business partner's practice, she has hundreds of used to be patients that are now club members. We have a wellness club Mm. who have stayed with us. Yeah, they just refer people. So lots of referral and word of mouth. And I do advertise, you know, and market on my social media, just asking people questions. And if I'm able to help them in some way, shape or form, I will. You talked about a wellness club. Let's talk about that. That that That's very intriguing and, and sounds really cool. Yes, it's a club. So if you think of going to, um, and it's like being a member, having you know, this membership, if you will. Members has privileges, right? <laughs> Members have privileges, VIP privileges. And the mm-hmm. VIP is that you are the very important person. You are the one who really wants to feel better. And you're the one that's making the 100% commitment to do so. Mm-hmm. We're there to hold your hand. We're there to guide you. We can't do it without you being 100% committed. So while we were um, planning this, it was many years in the practice, you know, six years, maybe just talking of how we were going to do this. And just right before COVID started, we were going to open our doors. And we did, we started doing things over Zoom. You know, I've been mm-hmm. using Zoom in my own private yoga practice for three years. So, you know, this wasn't something new to us. However, being a club member, you're part of a community, you're part of a community. 
of people that are in the same boat as you and that want to get better that encourage each other to do so. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's wonderful. Like you're part of a community and there's accountability for everybody. You know, you're part of a, a club. You're not a patient walking in the door mm-hmm. getting written something or, Hey, see in six weeks, this is pretty much a 12 to 16 week program that you will take on for the rest of your life. So it's a complete healthy habits, lifestyle change. What kind of benefits? Let's say um, I'm at a point where I have high blood pressure. I'm not eating healthy. I'm doing all these different things. And I come to you guys. What kind of benefits can I start taking advantage of? And what can I expect from you guys? Wow, that's an excellent question. And it's so complex. My 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 mind is just... Mm. <laughs> Let's break it down. Break it down for us. Break it down. Study and fireworks. So coming to us, you have some something that isn't right in your life. Maybe you've tried every single um, avenue. You've gone to doctors, specialists, um, and, and each and every one of them is absolutely trained in their profession, but it's so it's so narrow, right? So we have like this wide range. We have a nutritionist that works with us. We have a woman who specializes in obesity, Mm -hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. So you come to us, you tell us what's wrong. We do an evaluation and how you're feeling. Doctor will then look over everything. And then I will, you know, speak with the person on physical movement, some type of exercise. And believe me, everybody's different. Of course. I personally train people with weights and strength others with yoga, others with power yoga, hit workouts. It's, it's a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. And then my other part is our mental health. So we're working on the physical just to get the body moving and get, you know, your whole system inside. You know, we think about the physical appearance, but what about your internal organs and all your symptoms, you know, your systems, lymphatic system, you know, your neurological system, your cardiovascular system, all of those systems in our body need movement. Okay. So simple walk. And then we come to meditation, which really freaks a lot of people out because to sit still here in America and not do anything, just still (laughs) and quiet people out. However, I do a lot of visual meditation with people journaling a lot of just some quiet time just to think. I ask some questions. They're able to think and ponder on that till our next session. So the expectation when you come to us is you're going to be nurtured. You're going to have your hand held. And anything that you need as far as, you know, a doctor's point of view, nutritionist point of view, of physical fitness, you can even refer out to psychologists. Mm-hmm. Everything for your, you know, your physical, mental, and emotional well-being will be handled. We will present it to you. And you'll have your homework and you're going to work on it every day with check-ins from us. So you can be assured that within that either 12 or 16 month, I'm sorry, 12 or 16 week program, you will notice a change if you stick to it. What I'm listening to is that whoever comes to you, two things have to happen. They have to be ready to do the work as well as to receive the guidance. Two things, right? They have to be ready because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. and They have to actually take the guidance and understand that it is a commitment. It's not going to happen on a weekend. It's not going to happen overnight or in a week, which is so many people don't get the idea that it is a full holistic approach that you're giving them, where it is not only a physical, but a mental, because both, they go together. And a lot of people don't realize that the intake of food determines also what they think about 
It's a mindset. Because if you're eating junk all day long, what are you doing to yourself? It's also a mental thing, right? Because if you say you have no time, so therefore you have to eat fast food, junk, you're going to have a lot of time later in the hospital because you didn't take care of yourself initially. Absolutely. So do you want to be in the hospital later on in your life? Or because you didn't take care of yourself? Or are you going to take care of yourself? Listen to Karen and all her friends and do the right thing. Let's talk about one fun fact about you. <laughs> Let's hear it. Come on, girl. Tell me. All right. Okay, here it goes. I <laughs> oh boy. I know. Okay, this is this is gonna be shocking, but it's true. I love donuts. I love a good donut. So this is a fun fact. You know, I there's a lot of things I like to do, and there's a lot of things I like to um, I love nature, I love, you know, traveling, but I have made it my life, one of my life bucket list goals is to try donut places everywhere that I go. Mm, nice. When I, yeah. When I was living in Chicago, um, there was a donut shop that I really liked and they had a dense donut. Actually, the donut was $4 and 69 cents mm. for one donut. And then I started thinking to myself, my gosh, if I'm buying these donuts a couple of times a week, you know, I could be doing something else with that money. I could be putting it toward healthier things, right? It's it's the mindset. But um, now I'm in Georgia and I've been looking for a place to go. And there's a cute little off the road donut place. It's called Donut World. And nobody around here knows about it. Mm. And it's I'm like, hey, have you been to Donut World lately? They're like, where's that? I'm like, okay, new girl in town. I, I figured it out. They're the best. <laughs> Are they? Best donuts. They're made real flour, real sugar, real ingredients. No, you know, no preservatives. Uh, uh, that's what I look for. Is like, if I'm going to have something, whether it's cake or bakery or whatever, I want it to have real ingredients. That's important. People need to understand that anything in a and anything in the center of the grocery store is pretty much preservative filled. If you walk around the perimeter, that's correct. You'll take on right your fresh foods. You know your meat, your fish, and come around to your cheeses and things. You want to make sure that anything that you want to put in your body, the cleaner it is, the better. Even if it's a donut with fresh ingredients. So yeah, I love donuts. Always looking for a new place. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, I I do with some clients is I actually teach them how to shop. Oh, people don't know how to shop, so I actually have taken them to the supermarket with a doctor. So I, I worked with an internist, and we took everybody to shopping. Said we're going. Yeah, I'd like twenty, almost twenty-three people. We took in the supermarket. We asked if we can videotape during it, and they said okay. So we showed them what to shop for, how to do it, and then after we went shopping, and they're like, "What's so? No, don't go in the middle aisles. (laughs) That's where the bad stuff is." And then afterwards, then we had another gathering where we taught them how to cook the food we bought because some of them fast food. TV dinners, all the bad stuff. And we said, we're going to teach you simple recipes to cook yourself. Something that's going to be nutritious and delicious. And one of the things that, you know, you like donuts. I got to tell you, I have a sweet tooth. I love everything. And, And the thing with me, I'm not a foodie, but I'll eat everything and anything. Yes, I've gone to fast food, not anything in many, many years, probably over 30 years or whatever. But I used to, when I was a kid, I used to go to McDonald's all the time. And I used to go to Burger King and all these other places as a kid. When I decided to really take control of me, that all went away. And that's the whole key, right? Yeah. Take control of who you are and who you want to be. You know, that really 
piggybacks on something I want, I want to talk about. We have the choice to decide what's going to go in our body. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's making that, it's making that choice. Like, um, when you say fast food, a banana is fast food. An apple is fast food, right? Yes. A, a yes. bag of vegetables. You know, speaking of lazy, we could get go to the grocery store and buy a bag of vegetables that have been triple rinsed, broccoli, carrots, um, cauliflower, zip it open, just start eating, start crunching. That's fast food, mm-hmm. okay? And food that's good for you. Now, everybody's intolerance is different. So some people can't have raw vegetables right away or something for digestion purposes. But fast food is real food. Food heals the body. Food is medicine and our bodies are meant to heal themselves, period, the end. Okay. That's it. That's the real rule of thumb. Uh, No doctor, no nutritionist, no coach. Food is made as medicine. And we need to think like that. That's our mindset. And whatever you're putting in your body is feeding your brain. Mm -hmm. So in order to get through that brain blocker barrier, we want to make sure that the biggest muscle in our body is our brain. We want to feed it and fuel it with good things, including good thoughts. And who are you surrounding yourself with? The five people that you surround yourself with daily is the person you become. So, you know, like-minded people, people that have the same commonality, things as you, people that are uplifting, you know, no matter what life brings, you want to be around that good energy. So we're feeding our minds all the time, Mm -hmm. what we're putting our body into our thoughts to who we're surrounded with. Right. You know, one of the things that you just talked about is who you are, who you, who's your circle of influence, right? My mom always said, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And that's so true. And, you know, I can, in Spanish, of course, because she's, you know, I'm Colombian. So she was, she used to say that to me and I can, you know, she passed, but I can see her still saying it to me and show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And when we think about, I'm a loner, right? So my circle of influence is really small. And so those people that are going to be around me are people who are really going to have to have an impact in my life because I, like I said, I'm a loner. I, I love people and and I'm, I'm drawn to people always. And I love talking to people, but if I'm going to really talk to someone deep, 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 it, it, it has to make a difference for me. And they have to be someone that can elevate me, but not put me down because then I'm not going to open up. Am I? Why would I? Right. I only I'm only going to open up to someone that I know they have my back, that I can trust them with my life, trust them with my thoughts, trust them with everything that I'm going to say to them. And that's hard to find. That really is hard to find, isn't it? That's why everybody says you may have many friends, but the circle of influence is very small. Yes. Yeah. You You were making prayer hands when I was saying that. Talk to me about that. Because that brings so much close to my heart. Um, Yeah, I put my hands together almost like in prayer, like that's so peaceful what you said. Yes. Every single one of us, we are all human, no matter what background, no matter where you come from, no matter what, we are all human. We all have 24 hours a day. It's how are you spending those 24 hours and who you're spending them with. So I, I feel you and I can feel you in my heart because as extroverted as I look, I'm very introverted. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an avid reader. And a lot of time alone and the people that I allow, you know, I have boundaries. I have many boundaries, um, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can say no in a healthy way because it just, like you said, it's, you know, it just, it's not for me. However, if you're going to be in my circle of influence or around me and my time is valuable as a human, as all of our time is valuable, it's going to be quality. Cause I really want to put as much quality time as I can into my life because you never know 
when your expiration date is, you know, so life never know. truly, you have no idea. Mm. And why waste it and trying to prove yourself to somebody? Why waste it on somebody continuously putting you down or, you know, that, that controversy of um, conflict, you know, and explain, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And just be yourself. But if something's meant to be, it'll be. And if it isn't, it's okay. That goes for everything, work, relationships, family. So be it. So that's why like, I feel you on that. It's, it's quality. We all have, it is. our time is very valuable. You know, as busy as a person as I am, I always have time for me by myself. That's to me, that is so golden. So I get up very early and that's my time, right? And I'm going to work out. I'm going to do whatever. I'm working on my podcast. I'm working on my business. I'm working on me. But when I was younger, and if I was not in a relationship, I was good because I like being alone. I would go to dinner by myself and enjoy myself. I would go to the movies by myself and be super happy. And it wasn't because I was, I'm so sad. I went to the movies by myself. No, I wanted to see this particular movie. I was so happy I was watching. I love the movies. I love going to the movies and just take me away. You know, let me just indulge. And I still love the movies. I don't have the luxury of going and running and going to a movie, but once in a while I do. With my kids, I was like, oh, they want to go to the movies too. Yes, I would love it. Because now with my kids, they don't know it, but they're part of my influence, right? I'm trying to influence them in a positive way, just the way you have with your daughters and son. For me, having a movie buddy is golden, right? And my kids don't want to go to the movies anymore. Plus they don't live near me anymore. So for me watching a movie, a really good movie, I'll go with my girlfriend, but she doesn't like going to the movies. So once in a blue, I've gone to the movies by myself. And she's like, you're going to the movies. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to see that movie. I gotcha. (laughs) And that's fine. (laughs) Loving people, loving being around people, socializing. I love that, but I do love me and, and I have to spend time with me. And so I love getting up early. Sometimes you know, I'll set my alarm for like 5.30. I get up always half hour before my alarm. If I set it for six, I'm up by five. If I set it for five, I'm up at 3.30. So, and when I, when my eyes open, that's it, I'm up. I'm not going to lay around. So I'm always up early. And one of the things that I do, and you talked about it earlier, is journal. So I will go and I'll write things down. Because at that time, I have fresh thoughts in my head and I need to put them down. And so it's, it's important for me to have that me time. And I think that's what you're talking about when you're telling people to journal. And a lot of people are not focused on themselves because if they were, they wouldn't feel sorry for themselves. They would feel happy for themselves, right? Being alone is a form of self-care. Oh, yeah. And I talk about that a lot. You know, I could, I could talk for hours on this subject. Self-care is taking care of oneself, mm-hmm. taking care of oneself. And it begins with self-respect and self-love. And I have an exercise that I tell, you know, club members of ours or my yoga, you know, meditation clients um, through my other business. Look yourself in the mirror, straight in the mirror, eye to eye. Just look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I love you. Try saying that 10 times to yourself mm-hmm. and watch your reaction. I've cried when I've done it because saying to yourself, I love you, I love you, I love you, and say your name when you're saying it. Being alone is a form of self-care. There's nobody else around, so now you have to nurture yourself, care for yourself. And so we treat yourself, that we think about yourself. You know, your thoughts 
become your beliefs, your beliefs become reality. So what you believe becomes true. Mm-hmm. If you say, I can't, then you won't. But if you say, I am, you know, I am grateful for my health. Yeah. I am grateful. Even if your health isn't in good health, you put it out there and you believe it, you will become it. I have this visualization that I use too with um, club members. You could be in a body cast in the hospital, all wrapped up, but you still have your mind. You have everything. You Without your mind, where are you? You don't know. I mean, <laughs> you don't know. right. You don't know, but it's, it's true. You know, if you have that mindset that anything is possible, everything is that you need and that you desire is in you, you will become that. You will believe that and you will live the life that you were designed to live. Mm-hmm. It's all mindset. I've done a lot of study on this and in my own personal experiences and with, you know, people around me, everything and all your powers within you, you just have to believe in yourself. And what stops people is fear. But fear is just a word because on the other side of fear is freedom and it's all there waiting for you to partake in it. Yeah. Just have to go for it. Also self-doubt. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I like to think of it like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. One saying, yes, you can do it. And the other one saying, you can't do it. It's not possible. And you're kind of like in that teeter-totter of life where what should I do? But never fear because when opportunity is presented in front of you, the only thing that can happen is it may not work. So then you can go open the next door of opportunity. There's always something out there. You just have to be open-minded, be coachable to yourself, love yourself. Yeah, there's help out there for anyone that needs it. But it all starts up here in your mind. Karen, how do you guys deal with someone who needs your service? They need desperately what you're offering. And yeah, I, I, hear, I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Often. They come, and, but they don't do the work. Look, I met, I met one of my clients on an airplane four and a half weeks ago. I travel a lot, you know, going back to Chicago to visit my brother. I spent a lot of time in Florida. I vacation alone. I, you know, I do a lot of stuff by myself just for my own sanity. <laughs> in this world, but somebody desperately needs, I met a woman on the airplane. I listened to her for the whole flight, and, you know, I told her what I did, what I have and what I can offer her, not making her promises, but that there is hope. It seems like she's at the end of her rope. Everybody needs what we have. Uh, We're a functional medicine and nutrition club. We're not the only one. There's many out there. It's just finding the person and the community that's going to nurture you. Everybody needs something. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Either you're looking to, you've been diagnosed with something, you need help with that. Digestive issues, you know, none of our food, look at, look at the quality of our food. It's, it's depleting the quality because the soil is so bad. So even when you think you're buying certified organic, is it really certified organic? You're, we don't know. We don't know, you know, unless you grow your own vegetables or buy from a farmer's market. I mean, there's so much to be said in our gut health. So for someone to find us, I mean, you know, we're the whole life wellness club in Oak Park. I could, you know, give you the information and all that, but sure. you just reach out to us. And if it's something that is, we, we don't have the resources, we have plenty of resources in our network that we send people to just to help the world feel better. You know, it all, it all boils down to nutrition. Right. But let, let's say, let's say I come to you, right? And I may be obese or I may have um, an eating disorder or I had a heart attack. Any, any condition that's going to, you guys are going to be able to help me. And I come to you and I yes you to death because I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah. 
and I yes you to death, I'm going to do this, yes, and maybe the first week I'm all gung-ho, and I fall off. How do you help? Reassess? Do you reassess me? Do you remind me of that I almost died? <laughs> because sometimes that's what it takes, right? It, it, it does. It's the realization. It goes back to the journaling. When people come to us, we do an evaluation, but it's, we, like I said, it's homework. You have, you know, like you're writing down your thoughts and how you're feeling. So when you're writing down what's in your mind and really like what you're looking for, that's you. That's, that's your true self. You're coming to us because you would like to see this change. You want to feel your best self. Mm. There's no magic snap of the fingers. There's no magic pill. There's no book that you can buy that you can read. That's going to make it better. It's, having the right resources. And it really just boils down to taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about teaching people how to shop. You know, we have some space that we're looking into making a small kitchen and bringing people in and teaching them Mm -hmm. how to cook. Uh, I'm a part of a diet reversing type two diabetes out of Northwestern hospital in Chicago. I work with a a group. They have sometimes like someone who's a head chef that comes on through zoom and teaches people how to cook through this, this group. And it's so encouraging Mm -hmm. because people get, we get lost, we get scared and then we're so overwhelmed. And don't forget when we talk about mindset, depression hits in every single one of us. And when depression hits you, yeah. Where's your motivation? So you need that cheerleader to come up and be like, we got this together. So, I mean, if I could just best answer your question simply, it's okay to fall off the wagon. We all do. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't quit on yourself. Right. There's, you have to say to yourself, I'm not a quitter. I will not quit. Just don't give up on you. We're just going to start that over again. It's a process. So reassess, reevaluate. I had a client and I talked to him twice. And my biggest question to him was why do you want to lose the weight what's your real purpose and i kept asking him do you want to be there for your kids do you want to take your son and your daughter do you want to dance with your daughter at her wedding do you want to be there for your son when he gets married the answers were yes and i said so okay so that's your motivating factor what are you going to do about it he gave me everything. I'm going to do this, this, that, the other. Okay, let's start. A thousand and one excuses. I still haven't seen them. This was all on the phone conversations. Super nice guy. I still haven't seen him. And so as awesome as he is, as a great person, he's not really ready to take that step. And what happens is sometimes when you're planning for your future, You said it earlier, and this is why I'm bringing this up. We don't know when the expiration date hits. Wouldn't it be great if we did, right? We can plan accordingly. (laughs) We can say, oh, we're going to go nuts until (laughs) so-and-so. Or we're going to take it easy until we have three weeks left, and then we go crazy. But he doesn't know. I don't know. No one knows his expiration date. But can we make that expiration date further into the future? Yes by doing what's right for us. As long as we're not going to get hit by a car, train, plane, or killed by you know someone, if it's a natural way that we're going to go, we can extend that expiration date that you talked about. But if we do nothing about it and we do the negative things, we're making that expiration date sooner. Yes. Aren't we? I- we are. I, I use the analogy. I'll ask me, what's your, your dream car? What is your like 
but, and it has to be a fancy luxury car. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Hey, I'm all about a Chevy Malibu, but if it's going to be like a really big, (laughs) you know, and I like my SUVs, but if you think of your, your dreamiest car ever, and they'll say, Oh, Lamborghini, a Porsche. It's okay. Great. What type of gas are you going to put into that, that luxury? Same analogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an analogy. You're not going to put regular, you're going to put premium. You are going to take that car in and get it maintained or it's going to look beautiful. It's always going to be clean. You're definitely going to have it in a garage. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's the same thing with your body. Mm -hmm. Um, We're human. We're human. And everything comes to us in this very quick, easy access of driving through a drive-thru or whatever it could be. Anybody's vice. We all have vices. We all have addictions, whatever they might be. It could be shopping. It it might be drugs for some people. I don't know. Everyone's got something, right? However. It's always a brand new day to start over. It's always a brand new day to make that decision that this is it. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to lengthen that time that I might have by doing the best I can by taking care of me. It's making those choices. It's, it's never too late. My upper, I'm in my middle age here. <laughs> and some of my friends have many, many, many diseases. They're on a lot of medications, a lot of type 2 diabetics. I grew up in the 80s. There was a lot of McDonald's, a lot of fast food. Moms are just getting back to work. I'm going to knock on wood and say I'm not on any medication whatsoever. Mm. And I've never had a surgery in my life, nothing. I truly believe it's the way that I'm living my life and who I have surrounded around me and what I'm taking in my body. You know what I mean? So absolutely. You either you pay now or you pay later. You're talking about the hospital before. Right mm. now, I pay to eat good food. I choose to eat good food. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to, you know, indulge in a glass of wine or something, it's organic. Or a donut. Or donut. <laughs> yeah. Low sulfide <laughs> or give me all the sugar, but I'm going to make these choices, right? It, as best as I can. You know, I want to pay now than pay later. You know, everybody needs supplements. You need to supplement your, your vitamins and things. So, you know, I'm going to pay for that now mm-hmm. because I I'm going to take care of myself. I belong to a gym for accountability, even though I am certified. I want to have belong to that community and I want my trainer to work with me mm-hmm. and push me. I need that. Yes, yes, yes. So absolutely, absolutely. All that good stuff. And then vacationing, you know, I think everyone, instead of just taking one vacation a year, if you can get little getaways here and there by yourself or with a loved one or so, budget for that. That's freedom. That's mm-hmm. that's living life because you never know when that expiration day comes. And when it does come, you want to make sure that you tried your very best. Absolutely. And it's about, here's my biggest addiction, and I'm going to be super honest with you. It's a four-letter word. Life. Beautiful. That's my addiction. You're high on life. Hey. I am super high. People are like, what is that guy on? Life, baby. Life. <laughs> you've got that light in your, you've got that light in your soul that, that just ignites you. I can, I can say that that is too. I get really high off of life. and. High after a workout, mm. you know, after eating something that's energizing, that makes me feel good after making a decision that I feel good about. Yeah. High in life. That's your addiction is life. Mine too. We're all here. We have one body, one life. So the vessel that we have is our body. Okay. No matter what shape form it is, it doesn't even matter. It can be its healthiest self, starting with your mindset yep. and reaching out for help, doing it alone. we may need some help. So reach out for it. You know, even I too have my resources that help me keep myself in my best, healthiest self. And that's important. Yeah. Having coaches is important because we, we can only see what's in front of us. 
we don't see what's behind us right. unless we turn around. In order to do that, you turn around, you're going to miss the other part. So that's why having a coach who can take a look at those things that you may be missing is important. Having a coach who's going to say, hey, I've already made these mistakes. Let me guide you through it. Or think of a tour guide, right? A tour guide is going to say, hey, look over there. And you go, oh, I didn't see that before. And the tour guide is going to say, at this time, this happens. At that time, that happens. So having a coach and maybe even having more than one coach is important to be alive, to be full of life. Because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But finding out is important, right? Yeah. Looking at guidance from those who know is key. But also we have to be careful. There's so many phony coaches out there. People who are in it just for themselves instead of for you. So look for a coach who truly cares. Obviously, Karen, you care. It's, it's very obvious. I do. I care very much. Yes. I, I tell people, you know, you want to invest in yourself. And um, investing in yourself means making that commitment. I care very much for people. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of things that I do. Literally, I lead with my heart. And I believe leading with your heart with good intention you know, people need that. I am a mother. I am a caretaker. That's my, it's in, it's within me. And so that nurturing part comes out and that's what, what makes me stand out from other people with my businesses. It's mm-hmm. that nurture, that bedside. In the old days, you called a bedside manner of a doctor. It's that nurture, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that comes out mm-hmm. because I know we're, we all, every single one of us has some type of pain point, whatever it might be. And it takes somebody maybe to just hold your hand and, and get you through that. And, and build you up so that you can make those changes positively in your life. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve in many, many ways. And I always, one of my key phrases is live in the light because through the darkness and the dark times, light will always be there. The sun rises every day and the sun sets. So mm-hmm. live in the light, live your true self, be the light and know that everything that you need and desire is within you. Ask for help, get the help. And you're going to make that change. You are going to make that change. Karen, this has been so much fun and informative. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time today. So I will put in the description how people can reach you and any thoughts of how we can help someone become a great coach. Wow. Yes. Um, You know what? Being true to yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, Any like clients or somebody or somebody that would come to, you know, either I or you or someone in our profession, be coachable, mm-hmm. be open-minded, let go of your ego, just let it go. We are here to serve and help. And that's what we do. That's our, you know, part of our, our entity. But I always say, I may be the teacher, you may be the student, but really the role's reversed. They're the teacher and I am the student. We learn from each other. So it's being open-minded. Yeah. Perfectly said. To be a good coach, you have to be a good follower. Absolutely. Right. Follow the right people. Because <laughs> there are a lot of people who should not be followed. Yes. I, I want to say this last note. Follow the leaders that many people follow that see the truth and honesty and reality. Because through the media and through social media and different, different, different platforms, it's very difficult. People want to monetize on people's wellness. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not about the monetization. It's about helping people and getting them there. I've met many people that serve from their heart. Everything else will follow. Mm-hmm. So you need to do your research. You need to find someone who's going to connect with you. Even like if you're looking for a therapist, you can go through a bunch of different people, but it's the one that you're going to connect with. Same thing with a doctor, wellness practitioner like myself, anything, personal trainer, interview. It's Mm. your life and you're interviewing people that are going to be helping and assisting and coaching you. That's very important. So don't just settle. I always say when you go to your doctor, you have one doctor, whatever they tell you, you do. You're your own advocate. Mm -hmm. You can ask questions, right? You should ask questions. (laughs) You have to. It's your body. It's you. Just don't take it as like, okay, this is what they said. I'm going to go do this. No, be your own advocate in every aspect in your life. You are the one taking care of you and hiring people to help. Yeah. And even as a coach myself, I interview the people who are going to, who I'm going to coach because I might not want to work with, because not everybody is coachable. How would I help you if you're not going to be coachable? I can't. Right? You can't, no, you, you can't, can't. And, you know, that leads into a whole other subject for another time. It comes to, <laughs> you get Absolutely. blamed for not helping, but the person is not being accountable for themselves. That's all. Whole other thing. So I yeah. are sick and tired of being sick and tired, or you want to coach. That's where people like us come in. Mm-hmm. You have to be hundred percent on board. If you're going to be committed hundred percent, we will commit hundred percent to you. It can't be any less than that. It isn't fair. It's un- It's unbalanced. Right. This has been wonderful. I am so honored to be here on your podcast because. Oh, thank you. The platform. In, you know, the health and wellness industry is um, people are starting to really get it, you know, especially after everything that's happened, mm-hmm. you know, that last crazy year that we all went through, people are starting to understand that, you know, your health is really your biggest asset and people want to feel better all over, you know, physically, emotionally, you know, mentally. So it's a big wake up call. I, I've been reading a lot, doing a lot of research, talking to some of my people that I, that I know in the industry, even in Europe, people are catching on. If, if if we start and look at this for the next five to 10 years, people are going to be going down a more holistic yes. um, for health solutions than what um, may just be there at our fingertips. So now one last thought, if we do that, there are going to be some people who are going to be hurting and that's the drug companies. And that's okay by me. Let's get yeah. everybody off the drugs that they don't need. Eating healthy, being healthy will take you off all those meds. Because like you, I take nothing, no medications. I never have. Even you said you've never had surgeries. Unfortunately, I have because mine have been from accidents, right? I've fallen, you know, little things from almost a third story when I was a kid, a couple of times. I guess I like to climb. I'm still not afraid of heights. And, you know, I've had three knee surgeries. That's about it. But even on the last knee surgery, they gave me painkillers. I'm like, I don't need those. They're like, oh, you have to take them. I'm like, but I don't need them. They're like, oh, you will. So I still, the other day I was looking through my cabin. I was like, what are these? I'm like, oh, I don't need these. <laughs> I never touched them like four years ago or something like that. For me, taking a pill is, is not what I want to do, especially if I have to do it every day. No good. Right. And it's almost like if you don't need to and you're able not to, um, I'm not against prescription drugs for lots of different reasons. Um, a lot of it for like mental health and things like that, where the chemistry is off in the body. Mm-hmm. But 
that all has to, that there's a lot of science behind that. So when someone is literally evaluated properly and on a medication for a certain purpose, okay. But in my opinion, a lot of things can be hereditary. We also do DNA testing. However, I'm a firm believer of this, and this is just my opinion, but what you put in your body is going to determine your health to a certain extent. Absolutely. When people tell me they're my age and they are on high blood pressure, cholesterol, heart medication, go down the line, I just start asking questions. Hey, do you keep a a journal or diary of what you eat? Mm. Start doing that. I'm curious. That's the key. When you throw in the fried chicken, the fast food, soda pops, all this stuff. Mm. Yeah. It adds up, right? So. Fuel your body, but fuel it right. Absolutely. And fuel your mind, fuel it right. Use that premium mindset, use that premium food for your body and allow premium people in your circle. That's the key. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. I know you're busy, so go get that client you have working. Coming. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to. I have somebody that I'm going to be seeing right now in about 15 minutes. I so appreciate being on here, and um, I've been following you on your Instagram. And oh, thank you. And I'm listening to your podcasts. You offer such an amazing platform for all of us. So I just want to say thank you so much for having this going forward and following through with your podcast, finding and allowing people to be your guests, share their story and open up the hearts of others and their mindsets to help them with their health and their well-being. I very much appreciate you. and I'm honored to know you and look forward to. If I can touch upon that, I appreciate that very, very much. And if you know anyone who should be on my podcast, please let me know. And anyone listening, if you know anyone who should be on the podcast, let me know. Thank you. Absolutely. I have a couple of mine. You're welcome. And I'm sending you some money because I know we're in different states, but I'm buying you that large cup of coffee. You're going to buy me a coffee? Oh. Woo woo. Buy you a coffee. I love buy coffee. coffee. Thank you. I'm Colombian. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, myself being Italian, I love a good espresso, but I'm, I'm buying you your cup of coffee. Well deserved. And thank you for being such a wonderful light in this world to all thank of us. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yes, we definitely will. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Thank you and I really appreciate your help.